On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I had the absolute honor of talking to Dami from Finney Shoes. We had a really, really great conversation. He somehow got picked um, to be part of Ellen's 12 Days of Giveaways, which has absolutely exploded his brand. We, you know, we talked about the Shark Tank effect. I almost think the Ellen effect is probably even bigger. He got to have Brian Cranston uh, talk about his brand on Ellen. So, I mean, two people there that I just absolutely love. And now Dami. <laughs> so really, really great conversation with him. We talked, you know, all things that are working for them right now and talked about their story and how it happened that he got on Ellen. It's absolutely unreal. So I hope that you guys really enjoy this one. Today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand is brought to you by Mindful Marketing. At Mindful Marketing, they use ads to get you off using ads. Most e-commerce brands rely heavily on Facebook, Google, Snapchat, Twitter, and all the other paid platforms for the majority of their revenue. At Mindful Marketing, they use paid ads to help you build a community of loyal and repeat customers that will exist long after Facebook and Google do. In fact, Mindful Marketing wants to offer you a free e-commerce growth plan that they normally charge $500 for. A recent growth plan customer said, our ROAS tripled overnight after implementing their tactics. These guys are no joke at Mindful Marketing Co. So go to mindfulmarketing.co slash grow to claim your free e-commerce growth plan today. Now on to today's episode. I am so excited to have from New York City, Dami from Finney Shoes. Dami, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, this is great. This is great. we got some great stuff we're going to talk about today. Uh, I'm just really looking forward to hearing your story. So before we start, can you tell our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so my name is Dami. I'm the founder of a shoe brand uh, based in New York City called Finney Shoes. Um, the shoes are handmade in Portugal and limited quantity in a very bespoke and uh, high quality way. They're also made in a, in a very sustainable conscious way as well. Our factories made, our factory, it's 100% green energy um, and they uh, adhere to all uh, sustainability codes and, and ethics. A little bit background about myself, personally, I'm, I'm a f- fashion, I would like to call myself a fashion accessory expert because I've been studying footwear and now I'm like, you know, transitioning to handbags and I'm doing that for like other other brands as well. So I'm building my personal brand, my my own brand, but also work with other brands as well to create um, products. Cool, cool. That's great. Well, hey, let's let's talk about when when you guys started. So when you started Finney, wh- when did you sort of know that this was actually going to take off and that this was, this was going to be a thing? Well, I, the idea... The rough idea started back in 2013, and the idea is to create a versatile product. I mean, a product you can wear in multiple ways. So typically, when you buy a pair of shoes, you can only wear them one way. And I wanted to kind of, at that point, 2013, no one was thinking about having a versatile product. Now you can see it's becoming more of a trend, and it's a con- the trend will continue to grow bigger as, as the big corporations like Nike, Adidas are now tapping into, into this trend. But... At that point, I went to kind of design something that is not complicated, but also very appealing to people 
you know, a, a very simple product that, that is versatile that people would want to wear. And from the rough idea when it started in 2013 to when I actually launched, I launched the product in 2018. So it took me a few years to kind of... Oh, yeah. That was a lot of product development, eh? Right, right. And and there's a reason why it took me that long. I, I can get to that later, but the, the brand launched in 2018. You know, when it launched, to answer a question, we didn't really know if it was going to take off or not. We just like something like I wanted to do because it was my passion. Yeah. I realized there's a void in the market that I wanted to fill because I feel like there's nothing in the market um, like that. And I feel like maybe if I do this, people, there'll be a good reception for it. And I kind of did a, a little bit of market research to get people's opinion, to get people's feedback. And people tend to love, they love the idea and, and that it just kind of stick with them when they, when everyone that come across a brand, love it for that. And, and it, it sticks to them like, Oh, the, the brand you can, the offers flexibility and versatility products. You can, you know, you can buy one pair of shoe. It comes with an attachment that you can wear multiple ways. And people, the consumers love that just from the creativity side of it to like, even just having options for your footwear as well. And people love that idea. So I feel like that we kind of, just build on that, right? I wasn't really sure what the reception, yeah. like if it was going to be massively accepted by the public, but everybody I, I tend to speak to loved the idea. So I can, I, I, I started working on it, you know, and I just gave it all like all I got. It's still, we, we're still going relatively to the resources that we have and and everything that we have. We still, we try to continue to scale our business as we, as much as we can. Well, and you can only scale so much, right? Like you guys are at three years right now or two and a half years. Like that's that's crazy. Okay, I'm super, super excited to talk about how you got on the 12 days of giveaways with Ellen. How did that happen? Like, yeah. like are you working with a PR firm or like, like how, or did, or did their people reach out? Or like, how, how did that work? Because these kind of PR hits can just be completely business altering. Right, so I'll, I'll talk a little bit about what we've done for PR, but... I guess featuring on Ellie didn't come from my from my PR agent or PR firm, I should say. It came from being recognized as a as a black owned business, and they were looking to work with like new entrepreneurs or, or new black owned business, and they reached out to me to to kind of support them and wanted to just uh, me to be associated with, with I guess with their show. And yeah. I was I was very interested in like I was very interested in when they reached out. I, I would love to figure out how to work with them. You know what? What it entails, really. You know the contract. Everything was a, was very positive. Working with uh, the show coordinator, I guess. Like the, I can't remember the title, but she she was she was very 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 professional. She was very you know she helped me a lot into making sure like I can provide everything they need for the show because typically they work with like really big brands like you know yeah like JetBlue, I mean Bank of America. Oh yeah, huge, like, huge brands. Samsung's, right? right, right. So like, yeah, it was very. Um, I was very happy to be able to be part of their show. I bet. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. So did it like. So we've had a lot of guests on this show. And then at our agency, we have quite a few clients who have been on Shark Tank. And, and there's the Shark Tank effect, right? Where like, you know, somebody will go on Shark Tank. And when that episode airs, oh, man, there'll be thousands. I mean, tens of thousands of people on the website, thousands of orders. Was it similar like that when you were on Ellen? Yeah, it was very similar to, you know, when episode aired, it was very similar to, you know, that kind of stuff where people know about, oh, they're like finish shoes. They, wear, they go online and they Google you know, your brand. And there's a few things like I was happy I had in place, you know, before that. And there was also like, I also learned from that experience, like maybe next time if, I have, if I'm going to have like this wave of visitors coming to my website, what to kind of have already. So yeah, first thing <laughs> totally. was, 
when you when you're on TV, people when people see your product on TV, they will want to Google it. So like, make sure you are easily found on Google, like Google, right? Make sure like your SEO is done correctly, and people can search your product. And like, so I was luckily enough, I've been doing that for like like from the beginning when I started the brand. Anyway, so my SEO and being and when people search me on Google is really. You can easily find a product, like like we are number one when people start finning shoes, and like you're also on the first page when people start finning. So, I've been oh, you are on the first because I was just wondering. I was like, I, I imagine that that word, if they just type in F I N I, that you're not going to be number one, probably. Hey, I, I'm I'm not number one, but I'm like probably if it fluctuates, right? So you know, you know, on a good day, if I after Ellen, I was number one. But oh, like, that right yeah. because people because when people keep searching finning or finning shoes and they keep clicking my website. We could recognize that and like kind of place me to number one. But on a on like on a, now after that, like on a regular day, maybe on my five, six, seven, eight, back to four, depending on what the traffic is like. But we've been working on that. I've been tirelessly working on like being ranked at least on the first page of Finney for a long time. You know, because yeah. I, feel like, I feel like even naturally, like people search that word naturally, right? So per month, it probably gets like. Over twenty thousand dollars, we just searching Finney across to, or maybe twenty thousand. Just so, just being on the first page alone, you bound to get some clicks, and some people will just naturally like stumble upon your brand. <laughs> totally, so, just so good that, product discovery. Like, right, yeah, right. That's like a something like I've always wanted to like even be associated with because maybe possibly in the future I can just change my entire brand into just Finney. But that's something. That's something for the future, you know. So we've we've always been working on the aspect of the of the business. When the episode aired, people were easily people easily people were easily found our product, right? Yeah, um, great. So they came, they went online on Google search, they would have go on the website and yeah, there, there was charge of people on the website. There's a, a lot of orders. Luckily you know, we were prepared to you know to be able to fulfill those orders because I was like, you know what, maybe I might need help. So I, I added an extra guy to be here with me to an extra body then. So we were like three instead of it was usually two of us, but you know, I asked an extra person. So we were three of us to kind of handle the workload, the shipping, the talking to customer service. Just anything that needs to be done. So it was, it was like around like Christmas period. So it was really good to be to be busy at that uh, to to be aired around that time because people were shopping, they're looking for Christmas gifts. Oh yeah, it's the per I, it's the perfect brand placement for that time of year for sure. Yeah, and also like randomly because because of the kind of people that watch that show, they're typically more of like women, maybe mid thirties, mid forties, or totally. even like older women. So like you, I typically get like phone calls from like maybe grandma or something. I, I want to buy a pair of shoes or a few pair of shoes for my, you know, for my son for Christmas. And maybe they're not really not tech savvy or no, doesn't know how to navigate, you know, be on a website. So it's like, yeah. like for me, I had to be prepared. I, I we quickly realized it's like we're getting more phone calls than usual, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. I have to be prepared <laughs> into like, okay, how can I help these people, you know, order their product online while on the court, you know, try and navigate and, and help them do that. So I've been trained to do that because at my previous job, when, when I was, you know, I'm one of my few jobs I've had, I've been luckily enough to be trained to be on the phone with people, to be able to talk to them and communicate and, and help them with anything they need to be to do. So I was in a good position, you know, to be able to help them. And it was a good experience too. Uh, I was able to have a few, a lot of people actually to buy products, tell them what to do and kind of, step by step, ask them to go ahead, click this, blah, 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 do this. Yeah. 
how you do it. So, so that was also something that I, I wasn't expecting, but like I, I had to quickly adapt. Yeah. I, I got a question for you on the production side uh, or on the manufacturing side. So you work in Portugal. How are they to work with in Portugal comparatively? Because I know a lot of, you know, high-end fashion comes from Italy and Portugal right. and Spain and, and, and that sort of area. And I, I know I've, I've got friends who have produced over there as well. How have you found that experience, you know, comparatively to, to working on the other right. side, right? Over in China. Like, how have you found that experience? Yeah. So I... I've had experience working with factories in China, Portugal, and Italy. So I, the, our factory side, our manufacturing side in China, and I had to move it over to Portugal for a few reasons. And now um, with the new brand I'm working, we're making your stuff in Italy as well. So like I've had, okay. so I've had like real production and real like kind of design stage and everything with, with the three, I guess like popular manufacturers area in the world, so China, Portugal, and like Italy. So for me, China was a bit difficult for a lot of reasons. Like one, it was like like language barrier, right? I feel like totally. And also the time difference, the lack of like I feel like communication with Chinese factories. They, they, there's, no, there's no lot of transparency in what they do. Yeah, Maybe probably because they're hiding something or they don't want you to be aware of like their process or whatever the case may be. I don't know. But there's no lot of transparency in like. And I feel like for me to be able to build my, my brand quickly and in this DNA where there's a lot of transparency to with consumers about how their products are being made. And oh, then, yeah. Like, People want to know now, right? They want right. to know like, hey, where's my product made? Like it matters and to how, me. Too. Right. So yeah. for, for me, I was like, you know what? For building this brand and trying to see vision for, for the brand in long long term, I quickly changed that. So like I was like, you know what? I, I, I don't want to make the shoes in China anymore. It was great for me to start there because I could learn other experience, also make my products, the first products, you know, get, get it out there at a cheaper price than I'm selling right now. You know, yeah. It's ups and downs moving to, to Portugal. Like I couldn't manufacture for like a year, when I, like almost a year when I moved to Portugal. And also the price kind of increased a lot, even mm-hmm. because of the fact that the pricing for how much for each unit also increased. But at the end of the day, it was good for me to move into Portugal because the quality of my footwear increased tremendously. Also, I could I could also all, all, um, now make smaller MOQ. So I, I could gotcha. I make, instead of like making a thousand or 500 pairs of shoes in one color, now I can make hundreds or 200 depending on what my need is in one color. And that way... Why, why is that? Why is that easier to do in Portugal than it would be in China? Because just China requires large minimums just the way yeah. they operate, right? So they, yeah. they're used to like making stuff in like, you know, thousands. And I, yeah. I, and like my brand is not built for that yet. Like I don't have the demand to be able to, I don't have the demand yet to create like, it's in like thousands, right? I want to kind of build my company the way like, okay, I want to I want to offer like maybe 10 different shoe colorway in the next few months, right? Whatever the case may be. I can kind of pick, okay, I want this in 200, I want this in 500. I can pick Oh, maybe I want this in 100. Maybe I want to do like a special collaboration with somebody. Yeah, and I want which is great. It's going to be like kind of limited. You know, yeah. I, I had the opportunity to do that at, at a Portugal factory rather than and Chinese, the Chinese factory just won't allow me to do that. So it's, it's, it was also good to be able to move my factory to, to um, a facility that allows me to do that as well. And I think also, also, especially being in the States, so like I, I'm in Canada, so it's not, we don't have quite the aversion to Chinese goods that, that you do in the States, but comparatively people really do care, right? I think in the, in the States, the, the word China just brings up more negative connotations than Portugal, 
right? You're like, oh, cool. These are oh, made in Portugal. Really right. cool. I love that idea. To me alone, that's worthwhile spending a little bit more. And then lower MOQs, like guys, this really makes a massive difference having lower MOQs and being able to be nimble, right? Like make a, a smaller a smaller run of a design and then maybe people love it and you want to make a massive order, but you didn't have to commit to that because their MOQs weren't so big. Right, exactly. exactly. That's the entire plan as well. And also from a marketing point of view, right? Like when consumers know that you're, you're you know, massively producing this stuff and like they see a product they want to buy, if they don't buy it now, they might never have that product anymore because I tend to, I tend to not make the same product anymore. Like if it's, if it's, yeah, sold yeah, out, yeah, yeah. there's so many designs I can always, I have in my mind people that I want to collaborate with or people I want to work with. So it's like, if I have, if I make something now, I probably won't make it anymore because there's so many other things on my, on my production list that I'm trying to get to. So I won't say I would never go back to like making another production one. It was very successful, but typically I just kind of like, okay, if we've made this before, let's move on to something different or something unique that we can bring to the table again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. I got to ask you the question that I ask everybody who comes on this podcast. What is your secret to scaling? My secret to scaling, I feel like it's just not one answer. <laughs> <It's>, yeah, uh, <laughs> totally. But to, to answer your question, though, it's, it's positioning yourself. One, it's positioning yourself to have repeat call, um, customers, right? Mm, yeah, love that. Customers. You don't want to just have one time purchase one and that's it. You want people to be like, oh, I, I, I love these shoes before. Now they offer like a different type of shoe. Let me see what else they got. Or let me buy another color, right? That's one. But also like trying to get off my secret skilling is like building up my personal thought about this is building, building an email list. Yeah. If you, build yeah. An, if, you, if you build an email list, it says a lot because you've had people come to your website. Like a lot of people know about you for them to, for them to give you your email list. So like that means like you can easily just email people every time without wanting ads and to sell products or to launch a product. Like for you to build like a massive email list, that means you uh, you must have done something right. Like you like you're able to target a lot of people. You're able to you're able to gather the interest of a lot of people to for them to able to give you your email list. You know they they're interested in your products. That way you can scale. You can kind of build up from there. So does, does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. That that that's great. I mean, really, it comes down to like what here. Here's what I heard is higher customer lifetime value, right? So being able to to serve them multiple times, and then two being able to talk to them for free, right? Instead yes. of, instead of continually having to run ads to people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great stuff. Uh, we're going to move on to our lightning round here. What is your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? I have to pick one. <laughs> you have to, you have to pick one. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, hmm. uh, it's a tough one. I'll say Adobe. Oh, okay. Like, like the creative cloud. Yeah. Creative cloud has so much, so much stuff in there. You could do anything oh, creative. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because like I use it to like start, like change my design, even start my design, just bring fresh things, just create in general. And I don't want to say like Instagram or like give you like a generic answer. Like I feel like everybody probably say, but I think Adobe will be probably my favorite at the moment. Yeah, that's great. Favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? Favorite podcast. Uh, man, I have to choose one as well. I know, I know. I'm, I'm making it difficult because there's, <laughs> I know, I'm sure that there's multiple out there. I love, uh, there's, a, there's a friend of mine that does a pod, uh, like does this podcast called uh, Veterans Minimum. 
Okay. That's, that's the name of the podcast. It's typically something about entrepreneurs, sports, and just like interested personalities, really. So like, I, I, I love listening to him talk. He's very charismatic and, and asks the right questions. So yeah, I love his podcast. Cool. Well, we'll make sure to put that in the in the show notes then as well. Great. I got one more question for you. If you sure. could sit down with anybody who's alive right now, uh, have some coffee, tea, beer, wine, who would it be? You get one hour with them. One hour. Uh, <laughs> it has to be uh, Elon Musk. Elon. He's he's like our he's like the one like I expect people would want to say that. What would you ask Elon? Like, what kind of oh, conversation man. would you want to have with him? The guy's just like, he's just crazy. I, I feel like a lot of stuff that he does in a lot of ways, right? I feel like the humanity race and depends on a lot of stuff that he does. So like you, you're thinking about the electric cars, right? Like we, as a, as a human race, we deeply depend on fuel and cars running on like uh, gas, right? So, you know, you know transitioning from, from gas to electric, it's huge. There's a lot of stuff that's going to change in the future for sure because of that. And like a lot of car automobile companies like Ford, General Motors are making that switch now. Like they're not off, they're not, they're not forced to offer. They have to. Right. They, they have yeah. to, they're not forced to kind of like kind of level up with him and, and offer electric mobiles. And like, that's going to change a lot of industry in general because yeah. if, if we don't need, if we don't have to rely on, on gas anymore, a lot of stuff are going to change. But also looking at a lot of stuff, other stuff that he's doing, right? So with the all going to Mars thing or going to space, like literally like there's going to be like a future where people will be living on space and like it's going to, it's 50 years from now, and it's, a few things are going to change where in terms of technology, they're going to follow everything that he's doing, right? And and also it's also working on one one other stuff where like you have to you can impute like a chip in your brain and it I don't I don't I don't know that much about it but you can like put a chip in your brain and you kind of download all your all your brains and you can you can implant you can kind of upload your your mind to someone else's someone else's body oh yeah some crazy They're just crazy yeah crazy stuff crazy stuff. But it, it's right now. It sounds crazy, but I feel like in the next twenty years, you probably didn't know like what everybody is doing. Oh. Totally, yeah. So it's very easy. Someone think analyst. I think it's going to change the future for sure. And and how a lot of stuff are going to be done, and it's just going to be a rolling effect. Yeah. Well, hey, this is a great conversation. I really appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for coming on. Where can people find out more about you and more about Finney? Yeah, so um, you can find a lot of information on our Instagram, uh, Finny Shoes, F-I-N-I Shoes. And our website is www.finny.shoes. And me personally, uh, my Instagram is at badwine, B-A-D-W-I-N-E. At uh, bad wine. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's easy to remember, I guess. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to connecting with the people from that listen to your podcast. If anybody is interested in reaching out to me, please do. I'm also looking forward to connecting um, with everyone at, at your company as well to see how we can work together. Awesome. I'm really excited you, you gave me the opportunity to talk to you. Yeah. Well, this is absolutely wonderful. I really appreciate your time and thanks for coming on. Thank you. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So... 
If you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.